makes me want to break out into song. I got like Lion King sequel music in my head. Lion King sequel. You know, did you never see Lion King 2? I'm sure I did like once. Oh my gosh. It's like Scars uh, Descended or whatever, Kovu. And for some, I don't know what kind of beef he gets up to with Simba. And like everyone's all upset with him and everyone in Pride Rock is singing. He is not one of us. Oh my God, it's so good. Oh, now I much better understand the reference. <laughs> Sorry, but yes. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of No One Cares About. Your 2023 Biomageddon Part 1. I want an ominous part one. <laughs> part two coming later this season. Part one. Well, I don't know if people like get by Mageddon. <laughs> by Mageddon. And I know Lou's not a believer of by Mageddon. Yeah, doesn't sound like it. <laughs> uh, so I take it you listened to the pod last week. Um, of course I listened to the pod. I was on the floor the entire time. Could you hear us? And you were just like not fully my- there or... <laughs> Yeah, in my dream, my dream state of agony, my mid-aneurysm, cowboys-induced aneurysm. So you thought it was all a dream, and then you listened to the pod afterwards, and were like, nope, it wasn't a dream. Yeah, it's definitely really confusing when I came to, and like no one was there, so I just figured it was a fever dream. It sounded like there were quite a few guests last week. Yeah, so we had Lou come in. I didn't officially get him to thank, thank them on the pod, but uh, yeah, Lou came in. Uh, our newest member to Final Dynasty, David, came in. And then the third voice that we heard, that was Omar. Uh, they're kind of the three amigos over there. Uh, Omar's in Fumble Games, uh, but not Final Dynasty. But uh, thanks to those guys for stepping in. I uh, had that last minute request from them, and they're all like, we can all do it. And I was like, okay, what did I just agree <laughs> to do? But uh, it was a good time. Yeah, no, it was definitely a, a different a different side of the podcast for sure. B side. So those are our guests last week. I, I'm one of the mainstays. <laughs> I'm Commissioner Johnny, and I'm joined sometimes on the floor, sometimes on the pod by your favorite co-host, Crispy. I'm uh, always here. Thank you very much. Yeah, just sometimes on the floor. Sometimes, um, yeah, just sometimes I'm a little uh, in, incapable of uh, sharing my thoughts. Um, but yeah, here we are. We're going to talk uh, a little bit of the week six. Get you ready for Bimageddon part one, um, a.k.a. week seven. It's the other name of week seven. I'm glad that we clear that up for everybody. Well, breaking news. Julio Jones just signed with the Eagles. It's your favorite. You love making big moves with Julio Jones. I mean, I, I have this thing. It's not only Julio Jones, but I think he's a good example of it. I just give these older wide receivers a chance and expect them to be relevant. It was like a couple of years ago, I drafted um, OBJ and he didn't do anything. And yeah, just sometimes, the, especially these stud receivers, Adam, I think that they fall off so quickly. And I, I just, I, I, it's hard for me to come to terms with that. Yeah. I mean, if you have OBJ this season, he's flash, he's not doing anything either <laughs> again. Um, I don't even think he's like healthy still or if he is it doesn't seem to matter um Julio Jones yeah I don't even really know why the Eagles signed him I mean I I don't recall hearing about anybody like falling or is I think Devonta Smith is like a little banged up maybe but I'm very 
I don't really understand this uh, signing. Do you? No, not particularly. Um, I don't know if they're just thinking depth. I don't. Yeah, it's that's a strange one. Uh, might have to monitor that one, see if that ends up being anything. But um, I think it's just noise for now. Noise, noise from Philly. Nobody cares. I did. See, I did see some <laughs> people picking them up though. So. I, I, again, I'm no. I'm trying to commit to no more old wide receivers, uh, but some people still still going to give them a shot. They must just be suckers like you. I'm trying to be less of a sucker, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard not to like hear like those old big names and think like, oh yeah, they can do it, but then it just seems like they really can't. And it's not even so much they can't. I just feel. I don't know. Like, are they past their prime? It's so sad to say, like, you hate to like just feel like we like throw around these players. <laughs> like One day they matter and the next day it's like, who are you? But I guess that's just how the cookie crumbles. That's not the only thing crumbling. Oof. Man, week six was a tough one for injuries. You know, we think I feel like we've said this every week, but every week after week, they've just been getting more brutal. I know. And I feel like we like purposely talked about like you and I purposely talked about how like we were going to try not to focus on like like smaller injuries and we we're really just going to like stick to like highlighting like the really big ones and that's worked for us like I think so far like for the past like five weeks we've been really good about only highlighting like the really big injuries and the ones that seem to like really matter and this week it was even with that same sort of like thought in mind we have a long list yeah, it's hard not to talk about most of these players. Um, the big one was CMC there at the Niners. Uh, I think that was part of Omar, who was one of our guests last week. Uh, he's the one that got eliminated from the fumble games. Uh, I I think he was pod cursed. So first of all, a couple other things actually. He that's when he was talking about. Um, he talked about Brock Purdy and respecting the man, and um, he's hyping up his CMC. And CMC gets injured. Also, a little further down our list, but uh, Debo Samuel got injured as well. He was on his Fumble Games roster. Um, with those lower performances due to injuries, he is no longer one of us in the Fumble Games. So definitely tough Kurt pod curse there for him and uh, his elimination from the Fumble Games. And we'll talk about we'll talk about the Fumble Games a little bit more um, probably during the Commission Crispy Corner later. Look, it's not easy to be on this pod. Like, you gotta, you gotta be made of some tough stuff, you know. It's and true. If you can't, if you can't cut it, then your team is gonna have to go. So, sorry, Omar. We appreciate you stepping in while I was sad and dead on the floor, but didn't didn't cut it. Didn't have what what it what it takes to be a part of this pod. I'm just kidding. We'll we'll take you back any day, any week. Um, you know what else is um <laughs> not cutting it is Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Uh, luckily, like, it doesn't sound like he's going to have to have surgery, which I guess is a good thing, but he does have a high ankle sprain, so that's not good. Uh, we're recording the pod on Wednesday night, so we don't have too much information yet, um, but yes, looks like he won't require surgery. In terms of who is going to back him, again, at this point, we don't have too much clarity. Uh, in the offseason, we talked about the Will Levis pickup. Uh, but they also drafted Malik Willis the year prior, and he didn't do too much. So they still have both of those quarterbacks on the roster. We'll see uh, who ends up stepping up in uh, Tannehill's absence. 
Yeah, I mean, it was Willis that stepped in. I feel like their names are somewhat similar, so I'm just going to have to give the full name. It was Malik Willis that came in um, in the fourth quarter after Tannehill left the game. But, yeah, it's a good point. Like, this is... We've seen a lot of, like, rookie quarterbacks kind of, like, I don't know, show up this season. So I'm actually kind of curious to see Will Levis on the field and see if he can do anything for this team because it has been not great in in a uh, in Tennessee and like yeah Derrick Henry's he is who he is but like for people who have any of those wide receivers like it's not been good like DeAndre Hopkins and I one of the guys was talking about it last week like that probably has more to do with Tannehill but like yeah like DeAndre Hopkins is looking terrible and, and he's a, a great wide receiver so I mean if Will Levis can come in and like make some moves and kind of turn this team around I think that'd be really great for fantasy owners yeah, maybe uh, Hopkins is one of those that we're talking about that could be past his prime. I don't think so. I don't think so. He was great last season. He just had Kyler Murray that was ridiculously gross. Um, and then this season, it's just I think the Titans are just struggling. And yeah, I I don't know. I mean, even with Tannehill out there, obviously it's not making a big difference for him. Like, but maybe this is what the Titans need to kind of like turn their season around a bit. Yeah, either way, I think one of these two quarterbacks are going to step up and we'll we'll see shortly who that's going to be. We talked about this guy last week in the pod a little bit, but we did get some more clarity on this this week. Anthony Richardson officially done for the season. Yeah, he's going to have the surgery. I believe it's on his shoulders, shoulder, yeah. um, and he will be out for the rest of the season, which is sad because like he was like another quarterback. You know, talking about these rookie quarterbacks and really kind of making a splash this season and kind of really shaping the next generation for the NFL. And now he's going to be out for a whole season. But I mean, it is what it is. Like if this is what he needs and continue to be hopefully a strong quarterback once he comes back. But it's it sucks. It's sad to see it. The question is going to be, you know, how high is he going to get drafted next year? I think um, he definitely showed a lot of signs of life. Um, in his short time that he played, I mean, he got injured. He, I think he finished two games. Uh, he, on the other games that he played, he got injured in. So he didn't have too good of a track record in terms of that, but still managed two top five performances um, in, again, in a short six weeks. So there's definitely a lot of hype around him. But also now next year is going to be recovering from an injury. So a lot of things that are going to be challenging for the young quarterback. Yeah, I mean... I for like a redraft league, I'm assuming he'll go later in the draft, probably more so as a potential backup option. But I feel like in keeper leagues, like he was one of those names that people were like interested in. So if you got him and you got him for like dirt cheap, might as well keep him and see what happens to him next year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mentioned this player uh, briefly just a bit ago, Debo Samuel. Uh, injured this past week, uh, shoulder injury. Luckily, as of today, we did see that it looks like it's not going to be serious. Uh, but he is going to be day-to-day going forward. Um, we got, this one was kind of scary. Um, the Damian, Damian Harris of the Bills. Um, really bad hit. And I remember getting the notification about it. And I saw Bills. I saw DH. And I was like, Damar Hamlin? Uh, luckily, it oh, wasn't God. him. Um, I didn't but, even think of that. Yeah, and I saw there was an ambulance on the field. And... So scary, but uh looks like uh, you got rushed to the hospital. Looks like it's only a neck sprain, uh, and he's going to come back soon, hopefully. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he'll be coming back too soon, but yeah, luck- I mean, I, you know, the great thing to always hear when these kind of injuries happens is that, you know, they have they have movement, they're moving around. And I remember seeing him on the field um, right after the hit. And, you know, he had his hand up, thumbs up, trying to, you know, let everyone know that he's otherwise okay. But yeah, anything around the neck, it's always like a, a scary thing to scary thing to see and hear about. So wishing him the best in his recovery. Yeah, I think in uh, James Cook's to get a little bit more of the workload. Latavius Murray's there as well. So uh, they'll probably be splitting those snaps. Uh, not the only running back injury. Uh, Kyron Williams has been amazing this season. Uh, but looks like he has a sprained ankle now. He's going to be missing several weeks. At the very least, looks like he's going to be out through their bye week. Right, yeah. Um, and their Rams bye week is week 10, so probably wouldn't expect to see him back until week 11, which this is like a bummer to see because originally it was sounding like he was only going to miss one week, um, but to now see that he's going to be missing multiple weeks is concerning. Uh, I think he did actually get hurt at the beginning of last season, if I remember correctly. He was like out for like a one play um, and then ended up on IR, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. And then kind of that's when Cam Akers, he who should not be remembered, um, (laughs) kind of took over for a little while and all the drama happened. But yeah, hopefully, same with Kyron. I hope he can get back on the field. But I must say really quickly, not to at all like take advantage of the fact that Kyron is hurt. But I got to throw this out to Lou because he was talking mad crap to me um, in, in, <laughs> in the sleeper chat when I picked up Zach Evans and he was like, I don't even know Zach Evans. Who is he? Y'all better know who Zach Evans name is now. That's all I'm saying. I'm sure the Rams do. Um, Justin Fields has been relatively hot as of late. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like he dislocated his right thumb. Doubtful that he's going to play in week seven. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the Bears. Also, I feel like did one of the guys like crispy curse Justin Fields? Uh, probably. I think, hmm. um, yeah, Lou had picked him up. Interesting. Well, good job, guys. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that can mess people up on the field. I'm telling you, it's the power of the microphone. Clearly. Uh, the backups there in Chicago are Tyson Bagnet. Bagent? Bagent? I really don't know. We've been joking about pronunciations. I really don't know how to say his name. And ba- uh, Bagent. Bagent, I think. Sure. I'll Tyson, go with that. Tyson Bag- Bagent. And I don't know. I heard, a, I heard another podcast call him Bilbo Baggins, and I kind of love it. That's funny. And uh, Nathan Peterman is hanging out there, too, as well. So we'll see which one takes over. Um not too exciting there for the uh, the Chicago skill players. No, not at all. DJ Moore, who, you know, he we've talked about him recently. He's had two really great weeks. Probably won't be the case this week, at the very least. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, he kind of had a rough one as well. Uh, he got an MRI done on his knee. He's currently day-to-day. He They play Thursday night. Right? Yeah, they play play Thursday night football. Um, they're hopeful that he'll be fine. Um, I haven't seen any updates about him. I don't know if you have. I think he's currently listed as questionable um, as to whether or not he will play. But I know he himself, I think, feels optimistic that he'll play. But if he doesn't, I don't know who the backup is there. Who's the backup in uh, 
Jacksonville these days. Uh, looks like C.J. Beathard is the um, is the number two there. Oh uh, yeah. Well, hopefully T. Law can take the field. <laughs> yeah, as of Wednesday night, <laughs> not too much clarity, and we're less than twenty four hours away from kickoff. So I'm not feeling too good about that one. Yeah, I mean, I know he said he's been saying nothing but good things. So I mean, if you ask him, he's probably going to say that he's going to start. So. By all means, I guess, do it. I don't know. Knee injuries scare me. I have I've had my own and they are not something to mess around with. But if you can do it, do it. Another running back on this list, David Montgomery with the Lions. He has a shoulder injury. I'm not expected to play against the Ravens this week. Actually, it's not a shoulder injury. I take that way, way back. It is a rib injury. Yeah, Um Montgomery's had an um, kind of an amazing season so far, uh, which is surprising. Uh, I'm not big on him. Wasn't big on him going into the season, especially because the Lions had drafted Jameer Gibbs. That has actually been the dis- disappointment so far. Plus, he got injured. Um, so I'm hoping that with Montgomery, if he sidelined for a little bit, it uh, looks like Gibbs is should be ready to come back from his uh, injury designation. Uh, hopefully, he sees a good amount of workload. Um in Montgomery's absence. If not, there's always Craig Reynolds. Craig Reynolds. That's right. He uh, he stepped up last week uh, after the Montgomery injury. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what the Lions decide to do in their backfield. Uh, we talked about Devin Achan last week. Um, didn't have too much information on the injury. Uh, we do have an update now. It looks like he's only expected to miss about four weeks. And should be back by week 11. Yeah, so similar timeline for him. It's Kyron Williams, which is kind of a bummer for a lot of people. I'm sure I am one of those people uh, because both of these running backs are super stellar this season. But hopefully they can come back to their godlike status in week 11. Yeah, they have a week 10 bye, so it's kind of good timing uh, for the Dolphins there. And he should be. Good to go. That first game back week 11 is against the Raiders. So um, definitely good good opportunity for him to show what he's got. There you go. Jimmy G there with the Raiders. Um, he left the, the game early. It didn't look too bad originally. And then you get the notification that he got ambulanced out to a hospital. So everyone's like, whoa, that must be more intense than we realize. Uh, he's designated with a back injury. Again, as of today, Wednesday night, he didn't practice today. So he might not be looking too good for this weekend. And that might be bad news for Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers as well. Uh, They've had really good fantasy seasons so far, um, but might not be the case with uh, O'Connell as quarterback. I think it's Brian Hoyer, isn't it? No, Aiden O'Connell's been the, the backup. I think Hoyer went in for... Hoyer went in um, after Garoppolo's injury and got them, well, I guess, helped secure their win in that game. Um, but I guess O'Connell also played. So no, I, I don't know if it's totally, I don't know if it's totally clear who will start uh, with Jimmy G out. But I mean, if they get real desperate, they know who to call. Dare, dare you say his name? I mean, is it like Beetlejuice? If I say it enough times, he'll show up. Is there a number 12 on the Raiders? That's kind of the real question. If they save that jersey for TB12, that's that's all that we need to know. Oh, yeah. Number 12 is officially available. Yeah, you're right. So that could be a sign. It's ready to go. It's could, They're just keeping it warm. Saving it for Tom. 
<laughs> All right. So again, this is week seven. It's by Mageddon, friends. We got six teams on a bye. The Panthers, the Bengals, the Cowboys, the oh Texans, God. the Jets, and the Titans. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there. I mean, there's definitely like this one is maybe not that bad as like it might not that be that bad of a by Mageddon as like we were originally thinking. Like it seems bad because it's six teams, but like there's definitely a lot of other like players available that I would be more concerned about than the ones that your people are likely missing this week. I don't know. When we get to top tens, we'll we'll see how many of these people belong to the buy the buy teams. Yeah, but like that's just like week to week. It's like constantly it, it changes every week. Like it's not consistent. And like, yeah, some of these teams had like better weeks, but I mean, it just means that the other teams are going to have better weeks this next week. Like, obviously, because these teams aren't playing. But I mean, fantasy wise, like, yeah, there's like some big names. I mean, you got the Cowboys defense. You have Brees Hall, um, Garrett Wilson, CJ Stroud, Jamar Chase. People on the Bengals when Joe Burrow decides to play properly. I Adam mean, Thielen. It's not that. Like, it's not Derek that. Derrick Henry, Tajay Spears. Tons sure. of fantasy players. All right, all right, all right. I just think there's other players that you can easily slot in here and be fine. And be fine, she says. Famous last words. You guys underestimate the Bimageddon. I just think that this one isn't as bad. I think I think the teams in the past usually had, like this would, like maybe last season, like having the Bengals and the Cowboys and the Jets and the Titans. Well, the Titans. Three out of the six, half of the teams would have been like kind of a big deal, but the season has been so crazy. Like I don't know, it's fine. We're all gonna be fine, guys. Mm, we'll see. Okay, <laughs> well, um, what buys do we have coming up next week for week eight? I hate this because I feel like it's just such a waste. But there's no buys, which is you know great, gay, hippie, like hip hip hooray. We have all of our players, but like. It, it makes the point of having six teams on a bye like so pointless, but whatever. So yeah. ridiculous. Don't worry about it. Next week, you got everybody. So ridiculous. That's ter- That's a terrible job, NFL schedule makers. We tell them every year. I don't know why they don't listen to us. Uh, they clearly subscribe to the pod, um, but maybe they're just doing it out of spite. Mm. Makes sense. All right, so let's go ahead and get into our top tens of week six. All right, as always, kicking it off with our quarterbacks. Quarterback one. This is this is a curse. This is a curse. What is this? Dakota himself. Number one quarterback of the week. Can you believe it? I honestly cannot. <laughs> to be fair, this was kind of a super weird week for quarterbacks because their scoring was rather low. But yeah, uh, Dak Prescott is quarterback one with 24.9 points. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I obviously, I mean, I'm obviously a Cowboys fan. I will support our quarterback, whoever it is. I will say Dak did have a much better game this past week than he has probably the entire season. It definitely was like a reminder of who Dak has been in the past and why he has been good in the past. But unless he's going to keep playing like this, like 
it was great to see him run the ball again. Like, it's been forever since we've seen him really seen him do that. And, like, look how successful it was. It just, it doesn't make sense when, like, obviously, like, doing certain things make you and your team successful, and yet you choose not to do it every week. But maybe this is what Dak needed to, like, get his confidence back, to, like, remember that he can play like this. Um, but we'll have to wait two weeks to see if he can get back on this list because they will be on by. Oh, you're saying QB1's on a bye next week. Interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, QB1, 24.9 points. Um, he scored, he threw one touchdown. That's a Q, that's QB1 performance. Uh, to your point, he did rush the ball a lot more. He has a season high 40 yards rushing and then also got one rushing touchdown. But a QB1 performance with like one rushing touchdown and one passing touchdown. I mean, again, this is, this is our best quarterback performance of the week. So... Um, in- interesting, in- kind of a lower bar this week. Um, yeah, QB two Jalen sure. Hurts twenty two point nine points. Tua, not a stranger to our list. Uh, this is his third top five performance. He's QB three with twenty two point five points. Uh, Jared Goff back to back QB four performances for him twenty two point four points. Uh, Justin Herbert twenty point one points. Um, he's been really pretty consistent this year. Uh, so good to see. This is another pod curse. Um, infamously, Desmond Riddler. We talked about him Ridder. a ton last week. Oh, sorry, sorry. Desmond Ritter. Uh, talked about him a ton last week. I yeah, think, you guys did. <laughs> I think there was a quote saying he won't see this list again. I think it was Desmond Ritter. Back to back QB6 performances. Um, however, again, with the lower scoring this week, he didn't even break 20 points and his QB six, which is ridiculous. 19.1 points for him. Yeah. These are looking like, uh, I mean, they're higher, but like the, the differential between these points are, are like our Titans. Normally like the Titans are very, very tight. This is very interesting to see how tight these points are for the quarterbacks. And there was only two teams on by, like it wasn't like the, like the big quarterbacks were on, like all on by. And this is why like the numbers are weird. Like, it was just weird. Exactly like you said, it was a weird week. Uh, Sam Howell, back to back top 10 performances from him. He's QB7, 18.3 points. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, only his third top 10 finish this year. QB8, 18.3 points. Uh, Lamar Jackson, QB9, 18.1. And then new entrant to the top 10 this season, Derek Carr. QB 10, 17.3 points. Yes, this is uh, wild stuff, you guys. Wild stuff. <laughs> Absent from the top 10, Justin Fields, Josh Allen, Brock Purdy, Joe Burrow, Kirk Cousins didn't make the top 10 <laughs> this week. Um, and your boy, Joshua Dobbs. Josh Dobbs, nowhere to be seen on the top 10 list. Weird one. <laughs> Sad days. Uh, let's take a look at the uh, running backs. They feel like the running backs had a pretty good week. Uh, Raheem Moster, I think he's one of been one of the best draft picks this year. Um, he has been on the top five list three times this year. RB1 performance this week, 34.2 points. Yeah, I mean, who would have thought that Raheem Moster would be number two on the season at the beginning of the year? Yeah, I mean, part of that is, is you know, the absence of Devon Achan. Um, but Raheem Mostert is definitely holding down the fort. Yeah, we'll see if anybody else. Um, I mean, they have Jeff Wilson waiting to be included. We'll see if they 
if he's willing to share the time on the field. Yeah, that's true. Number two on the week, Travis Etienne, 23.3 points. 11-point drop-off between RB1 and RB2. So that's pretty steep there. Nothing new. That's like what we're... I mean, this is actually pretty low scoring compared to some of the past weeks that we've uh, we've had with running backs, like getting up into the 50s uh, most weeks. So only having, you know, a 34 number one to drop to 23 points for number two is a lot closer than what it's been. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Kyron Williams, we talked about him. Uh, he'll be out for a bit, but he left us with a top three performance, 21.8 points. Brees Hall has seen some sign of life the past two weeks. Uh, finishes the week as RB4, 20.3 points. Uh, Derek Henry, uh, whenever I try to count him out, he shows back in. Um, <laughs> Derek Henry finishes as RB5, 19.3 points. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, RB6, uh, 18, Finally. 18 points. I know you're excited about that one. I know. This is his first time in the top 10. Like, this is where he should be consistently. Like, I don't understand. But hopefully the Patriots are figuring out that, hey, throw him the ball because he can also catch. But whatever. I, I don't know if I can say the Patriots are figuring anything out. But, um, yeah, <laughs> week one. Just give the ball to Ramondre. That's all that matters. Week one, he was a RB13. You're like, oh, just outside the top 10. He'll figure it out. Nope, that was his highest performance until this past week as RB6. That's disgusting. Uh, speaking of hanging around, Zach Moss will not leave this top 10 list. RB7 with 17.9 points. Yeah, I mean, at this point, he is number five on the season. Like, I, I don't even know how that's possible. But there he is. Um I don't know, like we keep hearing like little snippets of news about about the uh, Jonathan Taylor situation. So you keep thinking like this is going to change. But so far, nothing, not really sure what to expect. So I guess I Zach Moss is going to become a staple on this list. I mean, here he is, I guess. He's been uh, I it's not going to happen going forward. And I'm saying this as a Zach Moss uh, owner. I think uh, I'm in, I'm enjoying this ride as long as possible, but I expect his wheels to fall off very soon. This past week was his uh, smallest snap percentage. He only hit had 50% of the snaps. It's kind of a huge drop off for him. He was still very productive with that 50%, so that was good to see. Uh, but Jonathan Taylor went from 15% last week to 42% this past week. So they're ramping him up. I'm sure he's going to be 100% sooner rather than later. Um, he was RB21, so he's been creeping up as well. So, Zach Moss, I'm riding you till the end, buddy. Well, we'll see what happens. I feel like I may have uh, definitely crispy cursed him, and Jonathan Taylor will probably on this be on this list next week. Up next, Kenneth Walker actually had the same points as Zach Moss, 17.9. He's been pretty solid this season as well, I feel like. Um, I have a few shares of him, so I, I've been I've been happy and you know feel pretty comfortable as with him as one of my running back starters. I just want Charbonnet to take over. I don't think there's any sign of that. Yeah, as Charbonnet has kind of been consistently around about 24% snap percentage and much lower than Kenneth Walker. Um, so um, I, won't, I wouldn't expect that as much as I'm ex expecting Jonathan Taylor to take over Zach Moss. We shall see. RB9 on the week, DeAndre Swift, 17.8 points. He's been relatively consistent as well. Um, 
This is his third top 10 performance. So happy to see that. And Alvin Kamara, we've been talking about him a ton, throws down his worst performance of the season. He's played three games. All of them have been top 10. His worst performance is number 10, 17.4 points. Drop him. I'm saying drop him. <laughs> Just kidding. Can't take you for fantasy advice ever. Huh. Um, but you can bet on me to win if you all drop him because I'm going to take him. There you go. Uh, all right, getting to the wide receivers. Number one, uh, this is his first top 10 performance this, this year. Amon Ross St. Brown, 30.4 points. How about that? I'm actually surprised that this is his first time on the list, but yeah, it, he's kind of just been right outside, although I'm not sure where he was week four, week five, but yeah. I Oh, he was dealing with like turf toe. I think he we was, talked about that. He was injured. Um, he was injured week yeah. five. Okay, so he was injured week five. So, yeah, we talked about how he was sort of like dealing with it. But, I mean, he's obviously looking perfectly fine now with a whopping 30.4 points. So, love to see it. You know what I love to see? Adam Thielen. Highest oh performance for him. Wide receiver two, 28.5 points. Oh, can't start him this week, though, because he's on a bye. Whatever. He's also number three on the season. That's wild. The number three receiver on a bye this week? How crazy is that? Whatever. <laughs> I didn't even actually bring that back up on the running backs, but I guess it was only uh, Brees Hall and Derrick Henry. So two of the top 10 are on buys from that list. Right, right, right. Water Super 3 on the week, Tyreek Hill, uh, 28.3 points. Um, no stranger to this one for sure. <laughs> Despicable. Number three, gross. <laughs> Drop him. Just kidding. Uh, his fourth <laughs> top 10 performance, Cooper Cup. Week Welcome. two, back from injury, all the way up to wide receiver four, 27.8 points. I mean, good for Cooper, bad for Puka owners. Yeah, Puka had definitely had a down week. Puka has his worst showing of the season, 6.6 .6 points, wide receiver 58 uh, still got seven targets in that game, though. Um, however, he only caught four of them. So Matthew Stafford's still looking for Puka, unfortunately, due to those drops or uh, him not catching the ball anyway. Um, that definitely led to a bad week for him. I think he, he's still going to be in the mix. But uh, Cooper Cup said, uh, let me get that crown back, kid. <laughs> yeah, I know. He, man, I, and I saw it. Puka dropped a, a dropped the ball in 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 the end zone um we didn't drop it he like dove to catch it and he should have caught i don't know how he didn't it looked like he was gonna get it and he just couldn't he just couldn't rein it in otherwise he would have had a little bit better showing i mean yeah that's week, a seven but... point difference that more than doubles his score so he's had some really great catches this season already so i'm sure you know he's he's a rookie he's allowed to have an off week yeah, he's feeling a little starstruck with Cooper on the field with him. I would, too. <laughs> Keenan Allen, number five receiver on the week, 21.5 points. Um, tied with Drake London. Drake London, first top 10 performance for him as well. Uh, 21.5 points from him. I guess the Riddler loves him some Drake London. Ritter. Ritter, Desmond Ritter. <laughs> Uh, wide receiver seven on the week, AJ Brown, 20.1 points. Um, he's been consistent as of late, so 
Uh, if you're AJ Brown owner, you're definitely happy with that. Uh, Stefan Diggs, wide receiver eight on the week. A little bit of a down week for him, but can't complain with the top 10 performance. 20 points from him as well. He's doing better than most of the quarterbacks. So that's good to see. Uh, Michael Pittman. I thought this was his first top 10 performance. Uh, he was actually wide receiver eight week one. So he's been quiet since week one, but gets 19.9 points there. Yeah, I was actually surprised to see that he had another top 10 before this. Um, that's surprising. But yeah, welcome. Welcome back. And he's not the only one with a reappearance. Kendrick Bourne, wide receiver 10, 19.3 points. Again, I thought it was going to be his first time, but nope. He was here week one as well. He was wide receiver five week one. So he's been super quiet, uh, but creeps back into the top 10. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to see other names, I guess. Although not really, because for fantasy owners, like it just you can't really rely on these people. So I would not rush to go pick up Kendrick Bourne. Oh, I already put my waiver claim yesterday for him. You did? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) I was like, oh, sorry. But uh, (laughs) I'm sure somebody did. Yeah, I'm sure um, every week I'm adding names to this list. Uh, There was only one name added. That was Drake London. So. Yeah, to your point, we're seeing a little bit more consistency, some familiar names on here. So, yeah, good to see. Mm-hmm. All right. And our last position to wrap up our top 10, tight ends. We knew this was going to happen. This first time this season, Travis Kelsey, tight end one, 21.4 points. He's number one on the season. Yeah, not surprised by that at all. He's been nothing lower than tight end eight and has had four top five performances. So, Um, We knew it was going to happen eventually. Tight end one on the season, tight end one on the week. Travis Kelsey, welcome back to the top. I guess he's not washed up yet. (laughs) Taylor, you can still date Travis Kelsey. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's working for him. Something's keeping him going. Something's doing it. Uh, Tight end two in the week, Dalton Schultz, 16.1 points. Um, He's been top 10 the past three weeks, so good to see that. And how about this slap in the face? We talked about it last week. Kyle Pitts, last week was was his first top 10 performance. And I think I might have said, won't happen again or won't happen in a long time. He says, you know what? I can be tight end three. (laughs) 14.3 points. I don't buy it. Gross. I don't buy it. Throw the ball to Johnny Smith. Thank you. Well, to make you feel better, uh, Desmond Ritter did throw it to Johnny Smith because he was (laughs) tight end four. How about that? The the Falcons had tight end three and tight end four this week. Johnny Smith with 13.6 points. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, I don't, do we ever hear about any like Falcon receivers? So I guess it makes sense that Ritter's only throwing to his tight ends. Well, we got Drake London, top 10 this oh, week. That's true. Kyle Pitts that's true. and Johnny Smith. So there's Smith. one, two, and three. There we go. Yeah, so he's got three players that he's throwing to, uh, getting a ton of production. So they, they're all top 10, and he's top 10. So Falcons, are they are they a fantasy offense? Um, I mean, we're not seeing their running backs anymore, so. Oh, that's true. We, we haven't seen much from Bijan or um, Tyler Algier. So I guess they're throwing a little bit more in uh, Atlanta than they used to. There you go. Makes, makes sense. Uh, we did get a few new names here on the tight end list. The first one, Michael Mayer. He ends up tight in five, 12.5 points. And I had to do a double take when I got to this one. Tight end six, 
Taysom Hill, 12.3 points. Yeah, yeah. Did you pick him up? I have him in in um, Scott Fishbowl. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, not a ton of points from these tight ends, but top 10 performances. You can't knock that off of them. Um, Evan Ingram, tight end 7 on the week, 11.1 points. He's been top 10 every week, but, but week 5, so... Uh, Evan Ingram's been killing it there in tight end land as well. Um, Mark Andrews, 11 points from him. He's tight end eight. Uh, TJ Hawkinson also ties with him, 11 points. And wrapping up our top 10, new entrant here to the top 10 list, Gerald Everett. Yeah, he's been catching a few balls here and there. His highest performance was tight end 14. Um, But yeah, has a little bit of a better week this week. Catches a touchdown. That's what actually puts him in the top 10. Um, but if you're rostering him, good for you. I am a honorable mentions who did not make it. I don't even know if it's honorable, but they did not make it. George Kittle and Sam Laporta. Actually, I'm sad about the Sam Laporta one, though. No Sam Laporta. No George Kittle. Um, we talked about Kittle last week with uh, Omar, the, the resident 49er fan. Um, so kind of not too surprised about that. But yeah, Sam Laporta, this is his second week. Outside of the top 10. We miss you, buddy. <laughs> Come back soon. I was going to quickly touch on the bus. I mean, not real. They're not real bus. It's just more of a like, hey, there's no more undefeated teams. If anyone wasn't aware, the last two remaining undefeated teams were the Eagles and the 49ers. They were 5-0 and going into this week. And they both came out of this week 5-1. and Eagles lost to the Jets 14 to 20 and 49ers lost to the Browns 17 to 19. I'm actually going to touch on this a little bit later during the uh, Commission Crispy Corner. All right. Stay tuned. That's fine. We can talk about it whenever you want. Um, but yeah, while there are no more undefeated teams, there are still a team that remains winless. And that is the Carolina Panthers. And you know what? I can guarantee that after this week, they will still be winless. <laughs> Yes, they will. Because they're on a bye. Yes, we got that. All right. Uh, So let's talk week seven. Uh, Starting off with Thursday night football, we have the Jaguars, four and two, heading down to New Orleans, facing the the three and three Saints. I want to say the Saints take this. I feel like the Jaguars, I mean, they've been a little bit of a, a little up and down. But they just, I think it's I think it's just it's dependent on whether or not T Law plays for sure. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's, at least from what we know so far, it looks like he's not gonna play. I would guess he's not gonna play. So yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. Uh, Saints take it this week. Saints take it tomorrow. Yeah, congratulations, Saints. No Europe game. No London game this week. Thank goodness. We got a Germany game coming up soon. Um, so no need to set those lineups too early in the morning. Um, got a, got a regular Sunday. That's exciting. Yeah. You don't have to worry about over, oversleeping, I guess. Missing some notifications. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, let's start off with these morning games. We have the Raiders, uh, visiting the bears. Raiders are three and three bears are one and five. Uh, we already talked about Justin Fields. Don't really know who's starting for the Raiders either. Maybe we'll see Tom Brady back on the field. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Raiders take this. Yeah. And we got Lions at the Ravens. Lions are 5-1. and one. Good for them. 
And the Ravens are four and two. This is actually like not a seemingly not a bad matchup, but Spicy. I am Lions all the way this season. So let's go Lions. Ooh, even though the Lions have the better record, this that might be considered an upset. They are traveling to Baltimore. Uh, but yeah, I'm big on the Lions as well. I'll I'll go Lions. Let's see. Let's get uh, Sam Laporta back on top 10. Please. And then we have Browns visiting the Colts. Browns are three and two. Colts are three and three. As we know, Anthony Richardson is out for the season. Um, the Browns just upset the 49ers. So uh, let's get another win for the Browns. Um, but you know what? The We didn't talk about this, but uh, Deshaun hasn't been playing. I don't think he's playing this week either. He didn't practice today. So uh, I feel like Minshew's been playing pretty well for the Colts. I'm going to go Colts on this one. I mean, if Watson hasn't been playing and they beat the 49ers, I'm still going to go Browns. Okay. I respect it. Thanks. Then we got the three and three commanders going out to New York to face the Giants who are one and five. Uh, the Giants have been a little surprising, though unable to really get a win. They do have, I'm, I'm assuming Tyrod Taylor is still starting. Uh, a little bit of a struggle this past week with him. Nah, who am I kidding? Congrats, Commanders. Ooh, I will dissent on this one as well. I say Giants upset the Commanders. I think it's a fair, it's a fair, a fair choice to make. Then we got the Bills at the Patriots. Bills are four and two. Patriots are one and five. Um, the Bills are who I was talking about was struggling against the Giants. So, but the Patriots are a mess, a hot, hot mess. Bill Belichick should uh, probably retire, but we'll see if that ever happens. Um, but I'm still thinking it's probably going to be the Bills. Man, I would really love for the Patriots to come back. Not nothing against the Bills. I feel like the Patriots are going to come back at some point in time. The Bills are a division opponent, so I think it could happen this week. But yeah, I don't know if the Bills have two kind of back-to-back rough weeks. Um I'll I'll stick Bills. Yeah, it's not that I don't want the Patriots to like do better. It's easier to like the Patriots without Tom Brady, but like I I I kind of want to see them tank because I kind of want to see Bill leave. So, sorry, guys. Take one for the team. Um, last game in the morning we have is the Falcons, 3-3, three and three, at Buccaneers, who are 3-2. and two. Um, Bucks were on a bye last week, so they're coming out of their bye nice and refreshed. Uh, but we got Ritter, and we got Drake London, and we got Johnny Smith and Kyle Pitts all in our top 10 this past week. So, I'm going to go Bucks. <laughs> you're like selling the Falcons and you're going Bucks. I mean, they're nice and refreshed and Baker Mayfield's playing well. And we need Mike Evans to keep on his role for his thousand yards this year. So that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, I think the Falcons are kind of hot, kind of hot. Um, but the Bucks have been playing decently well, even if, it's, if even if they're just three and two. Uh, I'll agree with you. I'll go Bucks as well. Sweet. Moving on to the afternoon. We have the Cardinals, who are one and four, at going to uh, Seattle to see the Seahawks, who are three and two. Let's keep Joshua Dobbs down. Let's go Seahawks. Keep him down. How dare you? Um, <laughs> this is a, this looks like it's going to be a Seahawks game. Um, just with those division matchups, you never know, right? Those are a little bit more familiar opponents, um, but traveling to Seattle is tough. I'll go Seattle as well. Thank you. 
Um, next, we have Steelers, who are three and two, coming out of their bye week, uh, facing the Rams, who are three and three. Obviously, Cooper Cup is uh, is back, and we got Puka, and they got Chichu. Um, while they don't have Kyron on the field, I am excited, hopefully, to see something out of Zach Evans. And I mean, yeah, who am I kidding? There's like nothing going on with the Steelers. I'm actually surprised they're even three and two. So that's that's the story, Rams. actually. The Steelers are three and two. The Steelers have a winning record. That's ridiculous. Right? It makes no sense. Um, but I, I think it'll be the Rams. Yeah. Hard to see the Rams not pulling this one off. Uh, only thing would be if, you know, the Steelers get a sneaky little win. Just kind of they did, just kind of how they did against the Ravens. Um, but aside from that, I think the Rams have it. Here's a nice little struggle bus of a of a game. Packers are two and three at Denver. Facing your Broncos, who are one and five. Do I got to talk about this? <laughs> I'm gonna let you take it. I didn't want to get like uh, too uh, too mean about it. <laughs> I mean, d- does Denver have a chance against the pa- against the Packers? They absolutely do. Um, I think Denver's defense showed up against Kansas City and kept them relatively low scoring. Um, the offense has been playing relatively well. Uh, the Packers are not a particularly great team. Denver has not won at home this year. Uh, so they definitely want to win one in front of the home crowd. We're not winning too many games this year. I hope this is one of them. You know what? I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna go with you, and I am going to say let's go Broncos. I'll take show it. I'll, them, show them, let's remind people what the no-fly zone looks like. I'll take the support however I can get it. <laughs> Good. And last up in the afternoon are the Chargers uh, who are coming out of their loss against the Cowboys with their record, which is now two and three facing the Kansas City Chiefs, who are five and one. Um, It looks like Mahomes and Kelsey are have reconnected. And I don't know. This was a tough one. Like you said, divisional matchup. Um, This is always an interesting one. Chargers and the Chiefs. So. I'm going to say Chiefs. Yeah, another division one looks lopsided. Um, man, you you saw the game. The Chargers just look so bad. And it's not even the players. It's the coaching. Like, I, I've talked about Brandon Staley before on the podcast. I'm surprised he didn't get fired last year. I'm surprised as of Wednesday, he's still the head coach of the Chargers. <laughs> um, I would love the Chiefs to get a, a loss here against a division opponent. Hard to see that happening. I am going Chiefs. Yeah, I I would like to see a loss here too, but I I don't I don't see the Chargers pulling it out. Like, and I can't even really. I mean, yeah, Dak was uh, the number one quarterback this last week, but like it wasn't like the Cowboys were like playing much better. There was there was there was a struggle on both sides. Um. So yeah. So I'm saying I I I'm def- I'm doubling down on the Chiefs. Uh, next up, Sunday Night Football. Are you ready for this? This. Could be the Super Bowl preview. No. The we got the five and one Dolphins traveling I mean, to fine. the five and one Eagles. This is gonna be a match. God, I hope they just smash them. <laughs> the Dolphins. I hope the Dolphins smash the Eagles. <laughs> I mean, I I I don't I can't see that happening. I that's gonna really a, you think the eagle you just don't like Brock Purdy. That's why you're saying this is, is this could potentially be it because you just don't believe in Purdy. No, no. I'm saying 
there's a high possibility this could be the Super Bowl. Um, the 49ers could be the other option, right? I think those are the two best teams in the NFC. Either of those teams could go against the Dolphins in the Super Bowl. Could be the Chiefs also. I'm just saying this this matchup is potentially one. I mean, I'm just saying this is a great game that the that the terrible NFL schedule makers actually did gift us with. Every so often they they provide us with a gem. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it definitely is. There's potential here for a Super Super Bowl matchup in February. However. I think the Eagles are not playing as well as people seem to think that they are. Just their record is obviously really good, but we've seen them struggle against mediocre to bad teams. Um, and the Dolphins are are that good. So I, I, I do think that the Dolphins will come out of this on top. Who am I going for? Man, I don't know if I can pick this one. Um, I... I don't want to just go against you. Um, I've talked. I've talked a ton of how I love Mike McDaniel's. I, I think he is literally my favorite coach in the NFL. Uh, for that reason, I will go for the Dolphins. However, which way I can get you to root against the Eagles, I will take it. Let's go, Mike. And wrapping up the week could be a sneaky good one. Not as exciting as Sunday Night Football, I think. But Monday night we have the also five and one 49ers against the two and four Vikings. Getting your Kirk Cousins back in prime time. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this one. Actually, now that we're talking about this out loud, I might have to get a new quarterback <laughs> for fumble games. 49ers just have a really good defense. Um, Kirk Cousins struggles in prime time. That could be a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I'm assuming the 49ers come out of this with um, their sixth win. So, <laughs> uh, But maybe it's a blowout. Maybe the Niners score a ton, making the Vikings have to throw a lot. So that might actually be a good Kirk Cousins game. Um, but yes, I'm going to agree with you. 49ers take 49ers go six and one. There you go. That should be a interesting week seven, I think. So lots to look forward to. And now, as always, it's your favorite segment of the episode. Commission Crispy Corner. All right. What do you got for me? Uh, Final Dynasty. I'm doing much better than I actually thought I was. That was, that, that was my realization last week in Final Dynasty 2 when I saw I was in first place. That's a different realization. That's just you not paying attention to the like the records. I have a team that's barely breaking 100 each week, if that. Like I won a couple of weeks ago with like barely 80 points. So I'm just getting really lucky in my matchups. I did face like Chris recently who just spanked me um, because his team is doing very well like yours. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing too badly. I, I just think I'm getting really lucky. I think Lou mentioned this, like he's just, he's, his team is doing well, but is like facing these teams that are just doing really, really well. And so he just keeps getting losses. And I, I think I'll be in that boat soon. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. We talked about, um, the victory point scoring. That's when you get that extra matchup. We're doing that in Scott Fishbowl. I'm curious what that would look like if we added that to final dynasty. Um, I'm thinking about it. When you do, <clears throat> like, better than everyone else, even if you lose? If, yeah, so if you, if I, if you lose to a team that scored very high and you scored very high, you, you, you get a win and a loss. So it would, could even out the records a little bit. I mean, there's, there's pros and cons. I think we could talk more about it. 
I'm not sold for sure on it, but I'm definitely just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, okay, so Fumble Games, our other kind of main league. I don't know if you were paying attention to this. So let me uh, let me set the stage for everybody for Fumble Games. Obviously, we know how it works. Uh, lowest scoring team is eliminated. Going into Monday Night Football, I needed less than 17 points to not be eliminated. But that meant I had like 66 points going into Monday Night Football. That's right. My opponent yeah, I did see that. Had, had like 80-something points. And so luckily I didn't need to like go too far to beat them and to eliminate them. But going into Monday Night Football with only 66 points was scary. I did have Justin Herbert. I did have Austin Eckler. And I had Brandon Aubrey. But easily... I could have, I could have lost. Like there was a, there was a, there was definitely a world in which I did not get the 17 points that I needed to win. Luckily, that wasn't the case. I did get the points. Justin Herbert still did, you know, hit top 10. Austin Eckler did not. And Brandon Aubrey wasn't used as much. Yeah, that was real scary. I lived to see another week and once again, did not get a waiver pickup. Um, no, but yeah, for sure. There's definitely a world where that would have existed, right? This was the return of Austin Eckler. We didn't know what that would look like. Um, let's say Herbert had an early injury and he would have been down to a kicker. So uh, definitely was possible, but you're right. You made it and you just beat out our, our dear friend Omar. Sorry, Omar. All right. So, and oh, actually just touch on this really quickly. Did you see the results of the waiver pickups from this past week? Oh, my God. CMC went for like 44 or fab. So um, Omar was the he was district one. He was the first round pick. So he had McCaffrey. He went to waivers. McCaffrey injured. Like I was curious to see what what was going to happen. I saw this morning that he went for forty four dollars. And I was just really curious how the other bids went because there were six bids on him. Um, So he goes to David for forty four. And then Chris put a bit of 41 so that was pretty tight yes i was actually really surprised to see how high people were bidding on him like i only put an 18 because <laughs> i was like i don't need another running back who's potentially not going to play i already have like i had well i had austin eckler who's luckily back in but i now have a chan who's uh sitting on my bench and i'm like i don't really need one but if i can get him for cheap because people are feeling kind of weird about it like I'll go for it. And I guess I lied. I did technically pick up someone. I did get Zach Evans in the fumble games. I already have him um, in Final Dynasty. So I'm hoping that works out for future Dynasty life um, or for our keepers. But I did get him for $5, which maybe I overpaid, but I wasn't sure like what people were thinking. I think people were thinking that Kyron Williams was only going to miss a week. And I think in that situation, I could see why. But I think if we had learned earlier that Kyron was going to be out for so long, that Zach Evans would have gone for a lot more. Uh, yeah, so I, I think it, it's definitely worth the stash for uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I feel like I didn't have enough fab to really spend on him. Um, and, you know, because that probably would have been my last big transaction for the season. I wasn't quite ready for that. Um, so I didn't even put a bid in. Um, and kind of just let that all play out. So, yeah, a ton of money was spent this past week. Um, Lou grabs Tua for $27. Um, 
This guy, Rob, got Debo for $25. Jamar Gibson for $11. Um, so, yeah, ton of money spent and still a lot of season to go. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. I know. It makes me so nervous, but we'll see. Fighting for another week. Yeah, so real quick rant here. Not a rant. I don't remember if I touched on this last season, but I don't like that Sleeper changes their emojis. Oh, for like the Halloween season? Yes. Do they change it for like the Christmas season too? Yes. Or holiday season? Yes. The only reason why I don't like that they change it is that like it's not very clear as to like which this emoji is now. (laughs) Right? And like the bulk of football season is like October through holidays. So we get a very short period of time where we have the normal emojis. Yeah, it's... uh... (laughs) It's only how do we just start the season with like the normal ones and then it moves on to like this weird ones. If it wasn't for the fact that it's just like some of them are like very obvious, like, oh, I get what this is for, but I'm probably not going to use them. But like the laughing emoji and the crying emoji, I'm like, I can't tell if this is the laughing emoji or the crying emoji because they're both very similar and they're just like these weird, obscure like images that don't really make any sense. But yeah, I feel yeah. I don't I'm not a huge fan of them either when they change. Although I, I, don't, I don't remember what the holiday ones are. So I guess we'll touch back on this when they switch over. Yeah, you won't like them either. Um, and there's also <laughs> a glitch where you can actually uh, react multiple emojis to the same comment. You know, normally, oh, really? like on apps, it'll like override and whatever you did last. Yeah, you emoji. change it. You can stack them. You can literally put every single emoji on every single comment. <laughs> Yeah, because sometimes I just like accidentally hit one and I need to like, I'm like, oh, no, I like didn't I didn't mean to laugh at you telling me that like your cat died. I'm trying to <laughs> say some sad, too. So, wow. whoops. but now um, I'm laughing and I'm crying. <laughs> yeah. So I wish I could uh, change that to just have them be the standard emojis and they'd be fine. I appreciate yeah, I the fish, touch of the holiday, I, I, but I don't need it. Yeah, I feel like there should be like some sort of setting. Just be like, go back to default. Like we don't want like the holiday ones. Yeah, I mean, Sleeper's amazing. We I we praise Sleeper all the time on the pod. This is my probably one of my very few gripes with the app. <laughs> They're just trying to be festive and we're not loving it. All right. So I'm actually super excited for what I'm about to share with you. Right. Um, there was some a part of the pod last week that was edited out. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and share this with you now and the rest of the world. And um, we'll, we're, we're going we're gonna to react about it. We're going to talk about it. Co-host Crispy is going to react to this un, unaired segment in real time. I think we should put some uh, upset upset wagers out there. So that way, uh, you know, we can go on record of who we think is going to go ahead and get have the biggest upset this week. And then, uh, you know, we can go ahead and maybe like make Luden shave his beard so that oh. or Johnny. That's not fair. What is he going to shave that fucking soul patch? What are you talking about? It's on facial hair right now. No, not you. Omar. <laughs> no, no. He's saying if if he's right, then we have to shave. Oh, but that's what I'm saying. You. What is he betting? Like, what am I it's betting? like David betting his hair. That's not fair. How am I going to bet my beard against his? I'll take the Broncos upset bet and I'll shave my everything if the Broncos win. Everything. Everything. That's... My face, my face. Oh. I'll I'll bet the uh, I'll make a uh, like the forty year version smiley face on my chest. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, do a do a smiley face on your chest if the Panthers beat the Dolphins. Mm, can I get the Jets over the 
the um, Eagles. I'll take the Jets over Jets the over Eagles. the Eagles. Sure, the Jets be <gasps> the Eagles. You have to shave a smiley face into your chest. Wax. Okay, it's you funnier. said it. It's funnier. <laughs> oh no! Funnier. Why would you make it worse? Okay, so okay, so what's the bets? Hold on, lay lay them out for me. So I am <laughs> Broncos over Chiefs, and I'm shaving my face. I like it. Luden, you are Jets over Eagles. Smiley face on your chest. <laughs> I'll take Browns over Niners. Uh, I don't know what I'm oh. doing yet. You gotta, you gotta say it now. It has to be on the record. You know, I'm trying to think. Shave one leg. Shave one leg. Shave the okay. whole thing. That's nothing from nutsack <laughs> to toe. <laughs> oh, I can, I can do that too. And we're we're going on a cruise, so that would actually be relevant. Oh um, God! <laughs> you sh- you shave the opposite leg. Okay, that's fair. I'll do that. <laughs> And uh, I'll take. Which one do you want, Omar? Left or right leg? <laughs> I'll take. I'll take left. So you're left, and David's right leg. And I what's will wager on what's my upset? Jesus, uh, what's left? I think you got like you got Panthers, Panthers Dolphins, Dolphins. Is the big Giants, Bills, <laughs> or Giants, Bills. I'll. Do, oh my God! Uh, yeah, I'll do Giants, Bills. If the, if the Giants win, I will definitely. Why shake. are you guys scared of the Panthers, Dolphins? Huh? <laughs> no one chose Panthers Dolphins. I should have. Yeah, I should have chose Panthers Dolphins. A lot. I honestly think if if I have to pick between both of those, I'm picking Panthers Dolphins. Because <laughs> yeah. Tua can have a concussion or something. <laughs> oh no! Odds are one of those is gonna hit. So, listen to that very last thing I said there. I said odds are one of those is gonna hit, which is very true. So during the week we we were like teasing each other. The Bronco Chiefs game was a little closer than probably we all expected, um, but we know the outcome of that. So I was safe. And so the other two bets, again, were Jets over um, the Eagles. Jets over which Eagles. Was, which was Lou. And then uh, Browns over Niners. Which was and, David and his right leg. Yeah. And then Omar was um, Bills, Giants over Bills. Giants for over his Bills. Left leg. Right. So. Fast forward, we know exactly <laughs> what happened. Lou loses that bet. David loses that bet. And we're like, no way. I thought one of those was going to hit. Two of those hit. Then we get to the Monday night game. And the Giants-Bills went to the last possession, basically. Sunday, right? Sunday, night, Sunday night game. Sunday night. It went to the last possession. The, the Giants almost pulled off that win, which would have meant three out of those four bets would have hit. But, you know, we were texting afterwards and apparently Lou forgot the terms or like he thought he bet the other way that if the Jets win, he doesn't have to do it. So I'm airing this in the pod. So it's official. And we are all aware that um, Dave is going to shave one of his legs or wax it. And Lou is going to put a happy face on his chest. (laughs) Oh, my God. We need to we need to get photos. And they need to go on um, our Twitter. So the, the, we a part of the pod uh, of the unair pod that we talked about was, um, yeah, if this happens, we, we this might be great content for our non-existent Instagram. I know. I wish we had our Instagram already. Which might be why David's so excited to help us get a logo. <laughs> that makes that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's like perfect content. And actually, like. Those are like the type of things that would be really fun to like put on our Instagram is like weird stuff that happens like on the pod and like talking about afterwards and obviously posting about like episodes 
going up and stuff. But like this is prime content for our future Instagram. So, yeah, two of those bet hits. And we're going to see we're going to get some pictures on that, hopefully sooner rather than later. Now that again we have the official transcript getting aired and there's no way Lou can back out of this. Not at all. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you for saving that and uh, for letting me listen to that firsthand. All right. So that's going to sum us up for episode seven. As always, like, comment, subscribe. Tell a friend. Tell all of your friends. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Twitter. Find us on X. Gonna give it to you. At Noka underscore pod. Find us on Instagram. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Yes. I hope so. I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, contribute to our social media. <laughs> Man, we were so close to getting both of those legs shaved and those two guys going on a cruise with that. That would have been amazing. So funny. But we got one of them, so I'll take it. Me too. All right. Well, I'm Johnny. And I'm Crispy. Good luck to everyone in week seven, unless you're playing one of us. In which case, we hope you lose. Bye.